A suspense thriller set in the States but filmed in Tamaki Makoro last year is about to get an international audience. Australian director Damien Power hadn't originally intended to film No Exit on this side of the Tasman but was so impressed with his Kiwi production crew that he says he'd film here again in a heartbeat. No Exit sees a young runaway Derby trapped with a group of strangers in heavy snow except one of them seems to be connected with a child locked in a van out in the car park. So what's your name? Darby. Sandy. Ed. I'm Ash. Lars. Do you have the Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, there's no Wi-Fi. I got one bar by the tree for about ten seconds. Oh, it gets me every time, with no exit about to screen on Disney Plus this week. I asked Damien Power how it came to be filmed in Aotearoa, far from its American setting. Yeah, so I first came across the project when I was sent the script by my agent. Read the script, straight away read the book by Taylor Adams, pretty much in one sitting. And then I thought I have to make this film. Then I pitched my take on it to the studio, 20th Century Studios, and Scott Frank, the producer, and, you know, they liked liked my take on it. Um, and so I came aboard, and this is a couple of years ago now, and then the project, were, we're trying to get it ready to go, and then uh, Disney bought 20th Century Fox. Everything was paused for a while, and then we're ready to go again, and the pandemic hit. But the studio were always keen to make the movie, so then, you know, there came a... Uh, a window and an opportunity to make the film in New Zealand. The New Zealand production grant really helped bring the film there, and um, I was keen. So it took a long time to get to that, that starting line, but um, but we made it. I'm in quite a, a quick pivot, and we know that New Zealand made a very convincing Montana with Jane Campion's Power of the Dog, <laughs> but here we have Salt Lake City, and perhaps the landscape isn't as crucial to the film as it was for Jane's film, but still you have to get you have to get it, it right. So how much work did you and the team have to do to create a Salt Lake City environment here? Uh, well, most of the film takes place um, at a visitor centre, actually in the Sierra Nevada mountains. So right from the beginning when we were talking about making the film, none of us wanted to spend the entire shoot on a snowy mountain in a blizzard at night. Um, so we always planned to build the visitor centre, build the woods, build the car park and shoot the whole thing on a soundstage. Um, so we ended up shooting 95% of the film on a soundstage in Penrose in Auckland. Still look very convincing. It is very dark. King Seat Psychiatric Hospital, though, I think, has a place here. Yeah, that's right. So we had a, there were a couple of um, exterior locations. We had the hero of the story, Darby, begins um, her sort of a journey at um, at a rehab centre, and we filmed that um, at the Kingsley Psychiatric Hospital. So those were actually the last the last days of the shoot we had out there at night, and it was uh, it was appropriately spooky. Well, one of the security guards claimed to have seen something and did not come back to work. So. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see anything creepy out there, other than the buildings themselves. I've, I've waited a little while to ask this, but can you give us a synopsis of the film? So, No Exit tells the story of Darby. She's a young woman um, who's travelling to see her mother, who's had a medical emergency, 
uh, when she's stranded by a blizzard at a visitor centre in the mountains with four strangers. And then looking for cell phone service outside, she discovers a kidnapped girl in a van. Now, can she discover the identity of the kidnapper, free the girl and get out alive? It's a suspense thriller. It is, and it's incredibly claustrophobic because, as you say, it largely takes place in this one building where they're all trapped by the snow and the tension builds. I mean, when you're directing a thriller, you've got to get so much right. I mean, it's got to be the equivalent of a page-turner, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, um, you know, the great thing about the the screenplay that I'd read and the novel was that, it, it you know, it has this great character-driven plot. The stakes are high. Uh, it has this incredible hostile setting and, you know, a fantastic kind of ticking clock in in the sick girl in the van. But um, it also has these great surprising twists and turns, these these reveals that when I read the first read the script in the book, I didn't see coming. And I think it gives it a kind of mystery, a sort of almost whodunit element to the story that you don't often see in this kind of suspense thriller. See, I think when you're when you're turning a, a, a much loved uh, and popular novel into a film, there can be some real fish hooks there, and you can see some films that uh, are not nearly as good as the novel. Some films that can be better, dare I say it, than the novel, very occasionally, and some are very different too. I mean, do you feel that this is is very close to the novel? Yeah, I feel like it. it is very close to the novel. Um, I went back and had a look at the novel after we'd finished the film, and I feel that we're very true to the, the plot and the story of the novel. Um, we've changed some things for logic reasons or to make more cinematic. Perhaps the area we've changed the most maybe is in some of the characters and their backstories and about how they how they come to the visitor centre. But really, the, the characters, I think, are, are pretty true to true to how they're written in the novel. And with such a small cast, it's incredibly important that you get every character right. And I guess that's one of the the big responsibilities, the the key things, Damien, that you have as director. Uh, So Mm. uh, did it take you long to find your actors? It wasn't a long process. I think the first person I cast was Havana, um, who plays Darby, um, the lead. And I uh, found her through the an audition process, and she did a great audition. And then at a callback session when we were just talking and working on the character, I really felt that it had to be her. Um, and that doesn't happen often, I have to say. But she just had an amazing kind of energy for that for that character. And Dennis Haysbert and Dale Dickey were kind of my first choices for the characters of Ed and Sandy, and I was, I was just lucky they said yes. When you're sitting in the director's chair, I'm thinking that stereotype is correct, and you're, you're looking through the <laughs> lens at the action. I mean, were there moments when you scared yourself, you know, through what you were seeing, you know, the, the cast in that moment, that you yourself got lost in it? Or as a director, do you have to be, and they say this of us journalists too, you have to be one step removed always? Well, you do have to be one step removed in terms of your thinking, is this what the film needs? You know, have we have we got it yet? Um, but at the same time, you hope that you're going to be affected by what you're seeing in front of you, that the performances are going to move you or scare you. And certainly I think any time, you know, you're filming 
violence or, or something that's particularly intense and you're asking actors to go to a particular place, I always try and create a safe space for actors so that they can they can do what they need and know that they're going to be supported um, when they're doing particularly tough or tricky things. But I, I feel it. If actors are acting out tension or anxiety or terror, then I certainly feel that watching it. And um, I think that's one of the signs you know when you've, when you've got it right. I mean, Mila Harris, who plays Jay, who's the girl who's kidnapped, you know, she spends a lot of the time being terrified. And it was important that we cast a young actor in that role who could who could handle that. And Mila was amazing. I think she scared um, <laughs> most of the other cast with her kind of commitment to the performance. She would be one moment completely terrified and then the next moment poking her tongue out at the camera operator. So, you know... <laughs> Uh, on, on top of being a great performer, um, it was great just having her kind of light and presence in some dark moments. This might be a tricky question, really, because hindsight is what it is, Damien. But do you think that your finished version of No Exit is different to what it would have been had you filmed it in Australia or in the United States? I don't know that I could even answer that. I mean, I had such a wonderful experience shooting in New Zealand. I mean, I had the best crew, Simon Raby, director of photography, Gary Mackay, production designer who designed the amazing visitor centre set. You know, we constructed a completely you know, practical set, so a building with a roof that you could walk from the uh, bathroom all the way through the building and out into the parking lot and then into the forest, um, and it all felt like one place. So, so important to our feeling that it was real and the actors being able to immerse themselves in the story. Liz McGregor, who did the costume designer was, design, was wonderful. I think it's harder than people know to do a, a good contemporary costume. But I think, you know, each of those outfits, and they are, the whole film takes place over one night. So they're only really in one set of clothes. It's important to get it right. But I think... Each of those choices is is perfect and you know, such a small but important opportunity to do more storytelling um, with what they're wearing. Um, but your visual think, effects supervisor, I think, was from Weta, so yeah, and, a lot of knowledge. and that's right. And we did all the visual effects at Weta and Charlie Tate was the effects supervisor there. And, you know, we, um, we had a lot of practical snow on set, but every shot in the film where you're seeing some snow, you're seeing digital snow as well. I think at the at the end of the day, there were probably over 750 FX shots and hopefully nobody notices one of them. You can tell me if this is kind of confidential information, but once you had decided that you wanted to film in New Zealand, was having a New Zealand crew and those positions of responsibility kind of part of the deal to being able to film here? Well, it was really the only practical way to do it because I was in New Zealand January last year and we filmed for pre-production and we filmed through to uh, June. We were in this sort of perfect gap, really, before COVID was really in the community, before the Delta wave. But even in that time, you know, it was very difficult to get quarantine spots. Um, it would have been impossible to bring crew in. So it was really just a part of the, the circumstances of the shoot. And I hadn't shot in New Zealand before. I hadn't worked with any of these guys, but it worked out so well. I remember at one point actually 
in pre-production, I had a couple of different heads of department come to me separately and say, what a great team we had, <laughs> which felt good. felt like a nice kind of confirmation. Damien Power, No Exit, comes out on Disney Plus on the 25th of February.